like if we didn't have that we wouldn't have had a Christmas so like I was really thankful and I think a lot of um a lot of my life I think I think this is where the people pleasing came from so much was I really felt like I owed everyone in the Mm. community and that's probably where my heart for the community comes from right because they were the ones that gave me Christmas and I realized that I was the oldest of five kids so I saw the bikes the scooters that we all got because of the generous people in our community and that for a long time I, I carried that shame you know with me and I just wanted to feel like I wasn't indebted to everyone. What's up, my soul sister? Welcome to the Magic Within podcast. My name's Katrina Lully, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools and covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone, and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. Welcome back, my soul sisters. So grateful to be here with you today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Magic Within podcast. I'm excited to introduce today's guest, Holly Kuntz, who is a homeschool mom and an originator. Holly has always been a go-getter with the drive to get the job done and always achieves her goals. In addition to her AAs from BC in both business and economics, she graduated from CSUB with a degree in business administration with a concentration in accounting. After achieving her educational goals, Holly began to devote herself to her community. If she finds that there's a need in her community, she will bring it to life. Holly has served as a Girl Scout troop leader, 4-H co-community leader, and served various positions on her school PTA board. In addition to her volunteer work, Holly has built two businesses, a beekeeping business with a primary focus of educating her community, as well as Busy Bee Personal Services, where she does various coordinating projects from parties to helping foreign exchange students. Holly, I just love you, and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I do have a fun question that I like to ask my guests before we get started. 
When you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a model. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that funny? That's so funny. Did you do any modeling as a kid? I did. Yeah, I did a few little things. Um, mostly I, I did like photo stuff. Um, I did a few pageants when I was young. Um, it was fun. Like I really always wanted to like dress up and have my pictures taken. <laughs> so <laughs> it was fun for me. That's awesome. You made that dream come to life just recently. Right. Yeah. That was pretty fun. It was kind of a, like I took a lot of time off. You wouldn't believe that I did pageants in high school because in high school, I literally was that girl that wore her pajamas to school every day. <laughs> <laughs> like every day was pajama day. I thought I was brilliant because I was like, all these girls are getting up at six, but I'm sleeping until seven fifteen. <laughs> I love um, it. But then after, uh, you know, being a mom and in the whole finding myself again, um, I found my way back to doing pageants and stuff and I'm now have myself a crown and I'm Mrs. Kern County and I just love it. It's super fun. It's been so, so fun to watch you and just, uh, kind of like see you go through that journey. And I know we'll probably talk about it a lot more, but I love that so much. I did modeling as a kid as too. I didn't get into anything. My, my mom had me going to, we had a school here, the Barbizon school up in Seattle and, <laughs> I was a part of that, but it was never a part of my dream. I wanted to be an actor among many other things. So I guess it's kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, I love That's that. We have our outgoing personalities. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that so, so much. And you just said something like really, really important. I think a lot of moms can relate to. And you mentioned like finding myself again, when yeah. I found myself again, talk a yeah. little bit more about that. Like what? What does that mean for you? Well, I think when you, I mean, early 20s, you kind of, you know, get lost in this world and then you get married and have kids. And um, I think we just kind of start identifying ourselves as the wife and mom. And we kind of forget our own dreams. We forget what we wanted. Um we're not thinking about our own visions for ourselves anymore. We're thinking about our children and getting them ready for their future and our husbands and supporting them in whatever they're doing. So it, I kind of fell into, like, I think a lot of us do just kind of, you know, I had thousands of pictures on my phone and I wasn't in one of them, you know, like it was, it was all my kids and my husband and them doing stuff together. And I was never, in a picture <laughs> like there was never I was proof I was there because I have the picture but I was never in the picture um so a few years ago um I decided I was like I have to do something like I have to get myself going somehow and I started a little blog um and my husband bought me an iPad for a birthday gift. I cried because it was like his way of like supporting me, you know, in my wanting to do the blog and stuff. And I didn't, I don't think I felt worthy of it at that time, you know, because we kind of forget like that we're worthy of our dreams too. And so that um, really, really helped me like feel like I had his support and 
knowing that I had hit support allowed me to kind of dig deep and writing that blog was more therapeutic really for me. Um, it got me talking to family members about things that had happened that I kind of forgot, you know, like we start telling ourselves things in our head, right? Like we have that little voice that talks to us. And for the longest time, I didn't feel worthy. There was a lot of stuff that was hidden from me. Like I knew that there was stuff going on that was not so good in my childhood, but I didn't remember everything. Mm. And for the longest time, I think I held a lot of um, shame and resentment um, just because I didn't even understand what happened in my past. And I didn't understand why I was the way I was. And writing that blog really helped me dig in. And I finally got to have a conversation with my aunt. And I think this was like a really huge pivotal point for me. Um, my aunt who she was married to my uncle and then they got divorced. So I hadn't really talked to her a lot because of the divorce. And she was the only person who was sober in my childhood. Um, there was a lot of family members with drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And, um, and so a lot of them didn't want to discuss anything that happened. Um, and she finally told me what had happened and that kind of gave me answers to why I felt certain ways. And I think that that really helped me to um, start healing from all of those things. And so writing that blog really opened up the conversations that needed to happen for me to um, heal myself. I love that. And it, it's so beautiful and so brave of you to want to go there. And to find those answers, because, you know, sometimes we just continue on in this in life and like, OK, we don't I don't want to know. We don't need to know, especially when they're their memories or things that we don't recall, because those can be yeah. some pretty our subconscious blocks those things for a reason at times. But um, and then finding purpose in in writing that blog and sharing, you know, your message and your experience with people. That's a big yeah. that's a big deal, you know. Um, to be able to put that out there for others to read. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, and what, what, so you wrote that you started the blog, you, you know, looking to do something for yourself. Like that's huge. Cause I know there's so many moms out there that can relate. Like we feel like we've lost ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. everything is for our kids because that's the narrative. And yes, we're here to support our kids and, and grow them up and teach them and all of the things, but it doesn't mean we get to, we need to put our dreams on the back burner. It doesn't mean we have to put ourselves on the back burner. Right. So what would you say to that mom that's out there? Like, I, I, I want to do something for myself, but I don't know what it is. Like, what, what would you say to that mom that's in that position? If she has that inkling of knowing like, okay, I can't go on like this. You know, it's all about my kids. So I would say to that mom to just really journal and dig deep, pay attention to what she's doing. You know, like we get angry and we get triggered by things that happened to us when we were younger. Right. So what I started doing was paying attention and I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. Why am I like that? And that's what led me to the blog. Right. Because 
I wanted to heal that part of me. I wanted to get through that. And I knew that I had a story that could help other people. I just didn't know how to express it. So by sitting with myself and really going over, what do I want to say? What, what is inside of me that needs to come out? And then not being afraid to ask the questions. I think yeah. we always have that fear of asking the questions. Like, do you really want the answer? And if you want to heal and you want to grow, it's very painful, right? Like when you work out, you're going to get sore, right? But that's, that's how that muscle grows. So if you want to grow your soul, you have to allow your soul to be a little bit sore sometimes from the healing and from the training to be a big, to have a bigger soul, really, right? Like you want to have that bigger and brighter appearance. You have to let yourself sit with that. You have to let yourself be upset about it. You have to realize why you're upset about it. And I think that journaling and having those conversations is probably, um, the biggest thing that anyone can do to, um, help themselves to find their place. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a powerful tool. There's so much that comes out of it. And I know sometimes people are like, I don't know what to journal. And I always encourage clients in front, like just write, I don't even know what to journal, write down, write that, write that down. I don't know. I don't know what to journal until it starts to come out because eventually it will. And it's one of the, the most beautiful places to release, to really like get it from pen to paper. And it's different than sitting down and typing at a computer, which is beautiful as well. But like, there's something about that pen to paper magic. That's so awesome. There was one time, and I think this is probably a good tip also, when you start to notice those voices in your head, the ones that are telling you you're not worthy, that you're incapable, that no one loves you, that you're alone, whatever those, when that voice started coming in, I would go and sit and I'd write all those negative things down. I'd write everything that I was telling myself that was bad and that I didn't want to hear anymore. I'd write it down and I would go and burn it. Mm. And, and that, that helped me just get rid of it, release it all. And I think that played a big part in um, getting through a lot of those blocks also. Yeah. Burning that is such a powerful like act you can do because you really do feel a release. Like I'm ready, really ready to let this go, to surrender it and it no longer hold on to it. I love that you did that. Yeah. So much. It was, it was a good experience. That's so beautiful. So tell them, start, share a little bit too. Like instead of going, you know, when moms want to find themselves, they often think they go have to go right back to go work a nine to five job, which there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want to do and you have a passion in it. I mean, you have these, you went to school, you have um, degrees and things like that. What was it for you that led you into this like piece of, I'm going to do start my own business or did it just kind of happen for you? Um, well, my husband did it. I was still, when we started the beekeeping business, I, um, definitely saw the difference between, um, his mindset and mine. And I was able to, um, I mean, I know we're not supposed to like compare ourselves, but I was able to see where I was because I saw where he was, um, with his, mindset and how he was like, all right, we're going to go do this. And I was so scared 
to do it. I was, I found everything I possibly could wrong with us starting this business. I, it's scary. You got to do this. We got to do this. Like there was so much, but he wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, this is a way that I can heal. Like, I don't want to be telling myself these negative things anymore. The, what, what did, um, we always hear was, uh, um, action, action kind of, uh, yeah, action, action gets rid of that. Um, the fear, right? Like if you're, if you're thinking you can't do something, the first thing you have to do is start acting, right? You take that next step. And if you take action on it, you're going to learn that you can do it. And so as we started that business and we were doing the little things with it, um, I just kind of learned more and more that I can do it. And then the ideas started coming to me. Like it wasn't just my husband's side of like taking care of the bees and making the honey happen. I started, well, I had the homeschooling and the Girl Scouts and I like wrote um, curriculum and I was like, okay, well, what I really love to do is educate people. So I turned what we were learning with the beekeeping business into lessons and content for teaching. And so that opened up a whole new part of our business. And that's that part of our business is probably what's made it grow so much was when I finally healed and like was able to use my talent to really um, bring that business another side to it because it wasn't just like every other beekeeper where they're doing their pollination, they're doing their removals, they're doing their honey bottling. Like it was a whole different aspect that other beekeepers weren't doing because I'm not necessarily a beekeeper like myself as a person, but I write lessons and I can teach people. So once we started implementing that, just so many things came at us. Um, and then I really have a heart for my community. Um, and so that kind of led to me doing fundraising, um, events through our company for, um, for other local agricultural educational programs. So I, throw these big events. I love to throw a party. Uh, So that's something I've always been good at. My kids, like we have like 60, 70 people at like their first and second birthdays. Like they remember that or something, you know, but like, I love to throw a party. Like let's have a good time. And that aspect came into it also. And so then we have the education, we have the fundraising and that set us apart as an entirely different business. Um, I believe that my, that was all divinely guided. I believe wholeheartedly that God has um, really led me this way and being free to him and allowing him to guide me and um, just like waking up every day, like what's next. I think that that has really helped me to um, grow the business. That's so, I love you. I love this so much because you, you said, you know, there's fear, there's doubt. I was scared and I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to like, could I do this? Do I not do this? And then you found what you 
what you enjoyed doing, you loved teaching, and you brought it into this business. Like you, you, you stepped out of the box because we often put ourselves in a box, right? And other people weren't doing this and took, how can I bring my, what I love to do, what I know that I'm good at, and how can I bring it in to this business and show up anyway, even though I know I'm scared, but I'm going to try it anyway. And Mm -hmm. I think like you said, like, so often we let that fear hold us back and it's in the action of where that fear tends, where we, where that fear starts to go aware away where that clarity comes in is when we we step into the action and we do it anyway and it's so amazing I mean I love that your husband was kind of like he was the one on board and and they tend I don't they you know they have a different mind than us they 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 don't worry like we do they don't worry about the same things that we do or in the way that is this going to work out or they kind of when they have a plan they go and do it yeah, and they're going to figure it out. And they just have a little more sometimes technical mind than we do. And my, that's my husband. And yeah. he can totally, you know, do that same thing. And I was going to bring up, I'm glad you started to bring it up too, is your faith in this, because I've seen your, you have a strong faith and knowing that God led you and he's leading you in this. And I think this is a piece that gets left out so often. We forget because we think it's all up, just up to us. And a big part of it is up to us. We're supposed to show up and walk the path that's laid before us. And I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, like I'm going through that this week, you know, launching a new program um, here coming up and it's like, oh, I think I'm supposed to make sure it's all coming together, but my job is to show up and, and trust that God's got me. He's going to bring the women that are supposed to come in. Just like he's bringing the people into your your business and the ideas and, and the abundance that's meant to come into what you've created. Yeah, it's been amazing to see how he's worked in my life. Um, I, I was atheist growing up. And... Um, So right before um, we started the business, I um, was going to these classes to learn about Jesus and learn like who God is. And um, that played a huge role in um, me letting go of control, right? Like we, we have this, um, I guess, natural desire to kind of want to control everything. We want to know what's going to happen. We want to know when it's going to happen. We want to know how it's going to happen. And with me, when I I didn't have God in my life, um, I was so scared, right? I was so scared. Mm. There's so much fear. Like if I don't get it right, everything's going to go to crap. And I needed to find my relationship with God so that I could release that control and just know that every day, whatever worries and doubts that I have, I have to know that if God already has it worked out, it's already worked out. It's already figured out. I just have to do what God wants and God doesn't want me to be worried. He doesn't want me to be fearful if an opportunity comes up and it just so easily flows, like that's what you're supposed to do. If you're trying to do something and you're hitting a ton of roadblocks, that's, I feel personally, and I don't want to discourage anyone, but if you're hitting a ton of roadblocks and it's just kind of feels like 
God or the universe or whatever you want to call it is telling you like, maybe don't do that. Then I think some alone time and some journaling will help you kind of figure out what part of that you're supposed to follow and what part you're supposed to let go of. I've tried several things that I've had to let go of when they were done for the season. You know, it was very difficult um, with the Girl Scouts thing, right? Like I, I started this troop. It was a, a homeschool troop. We didn't have um, a Girl Scout troop that was homeschool friendly um, in our community because the homeschool families typically want to do things during the day. They want to have their meetings during the day. So they're home at night and they have dinner and, you know, the schedule, but they have all their activities and projects during the day, like during the school hours. And all the Girl Scout troops met at like seven o'clock at night. And that just wasn't working. And I really wanted my daughter to have other close girl friendships, right? Like there's just that pivotal time from when you're like eight until 16 that like you really need those relationships. You're going through so many changes. And so I was like, well, how are we going to do this? And I went and um, I started this Girl Scout troop. And the first day we had six girls and I grew it to 30 girls We had the highest cookie sales in our entire region um, that year. And um, it was just getting to the point where it wasn't really working for me anymore. There was, um, at that time, I still had a lot of healing to do. And I was kind of a people pleaser. I was constantly, (laughs) if any one mom had a problem. I was going to find a solution for her. And I was kind of working myself ragged for, you know, 30 different moms. And, and it was um, difficult. It was really hard. And so that was coming out in everything else in my life, right? When you're struggling with something like that, it starts to show up. Like I was being tense with my husband and tense with my children and it just wasn't fun anymore. And so I had to let that go, right? Like something that I was like, I built that. Like I built that. I, that's mine, you know? And, and it just wasn't time anymore. I had gone through what I needed to go through in that period of my life. So I had to let that go and it ended up working out for the better when I finally was able to like, let it go, pass it on to the next mom, because then I went into the 4-H program where I was able to have my son and my daughter and my son was reaching the age where he was going to be able to do these things. So it kind of just worked out smoothly once I let go of holding on to what, this is mine, I can't let it go when it was very obvious that God was like, look, this is, this is too much. You've already, you've done what you need to hear. You've established the foundation, move on and let them do it. And I'm very happy to say that that Girl Scout troop is still thriving. It's still around today. And it's been, this will be its sixth year. So I haven't been in it for like the past four years, but it's still going. I still see these little girls. There's new moms that come in to our homeschool community with their kindergarten through you know sixth grade girls that are like still in that troop like I still see like the troop number like on their vests and I'm like I started that it's still going like the vision that I had was 
to make a troop for these little girls so that they had something like that. And it wasn't there for my daughter. So I was like, I'm going to start it. And then when the time was over, I just had to let it go and move on. And then so much better stuff came from that because I was, I finally just let go of it. And I think that everything has a season in our lives that we, you know, come into. And, um, I think that you, you really know when it's over and just relinquishing the control and letting it go when it's time to let it go will help you to grow more. Oh my God. This is, this is amazing. I was just had the thought, like, what if that thing that you're not letting go of is the door to what you're actually really wanting or wishing on the other side. And I know so many of us can relate to this, like, especially that control holding on, like things, this took me a long time to, to understand myself. Like not everything or everyone is meant to be in your life Mm -hmm. for the duration. There are seasons and fellow people pleaser like that was like oh this person one of those ways to keep that person in my life was if I do everything you know to support them and make sure they're happy and all of the things when the most important thing you can do is to let go and know and wish that well and that troop is still going which is beautiful so you're you you were meant to start that that troop and it's continued on Mm-hmm. And I think, especially, I think this is a, this is kind of a mom thing too. Like we hold this place of, well, it'll fall apart without me. I'm the one that needs to take care of it. Like that comes on with that kind of mom thinking because we hold the family together, right? We keep the kids fed. We keep them, them, you know, bathed. We keep them all the things. And sometimes we get to let go and yeah. shift and yeah you know, and that, that builds that resiliency piece too. Like, and, and we're capable of so much more than just that one thing uh, holding on to. Oh, I love that. Like I, I just got so excited listening to you share that. I'm like, (laughs) this is so good. Like, this is so good. This is the real stuff that that people are going through on the everyday basis. You know, this is the real stuff that people don't talk about the stuff that's on the ground. Mm-hmm. you know, and, ha- and bringing in that connection to God, you know, to, to the universe. And he absolutely does guide us and will tell us when it's time to let something go or to bring yeah. something new in. It's our job to follow that, which we don't always want to do. Cause we're like, well, what's on the other side. I need to know, give me a preview first, please. Cause I need to right. know whether <laughs> I really want that thing or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I mean, at that time I was sure if I left that the troop was just going to get ruined and, but it's not like, it's doing so good. The lady who took over after me, just, she really was able to take it to the next level, you know, and I'm really good at starting stuff, you know, and I, I was able to do that and then lay the foundation for her to really expand it and still just impact so many little girls lives and Mm. it's really great for them to have that we have a huge homeschooling community here and I I just love that I got to do that for them 
And, yeah. and I, I, I feel comfortable saying that now, like, like I got to start that for them, you know, and, and that's something that I'm proud of. And, and I, I just absolutely love that it's still going like they still use the float that we built the first year, like they still use it in the parade. Like I was like, oh, you know, like, it's just so fun to see, like, even though I've been gone and I was sure it was going to fall apart, that it's still thriving and people are still being impacted by it. Mm. So, you know, somebody has to start it, you know, yeah. and it doesn't always have to be the same person that finishes it or, yeah. or, or carries it on. And I, I love that you shared that you're so proud of that because that is something to be proud of because I know that the easier thought process for sometimes is, uh, well, I wasn't able to finish it. We're not meant to finish everything. We're not meant to continue to carry that torch all the time. Yeah. I love that. And so you just keep, you just keep showing up. You just keep, uh, you know, expanding, stepping outside of your comfort zone you just keep doing these things that you feel drawn to. And most recently you entered a pageant and yes. not a lot of women would do that. Like they, if they, especially if they haven't been, you know, I don't know. I don't know a lot about pageantry, but like you would think not a lot of women would be like, okay, I haven't been around it necessarily or in it. I haven't been doing pageants my whole life, but you stepped into that. Share a little bit about your journey with that. Um. So that was, that kind of was another God thing. Um. And I think that he led me there so that I can do the things that I've done the past couple of weeks. So, um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So it all started with, like I said, I like to throw parties and um, my friend had an outdoor event venue. And last year um, when they were going to do the pageant, the place that they were going to do it um, because of COVID shut down the two days before the pageant, they're like, you can't have it here anymore. Oh gosh. So she had all of this, this lady had all this stuff set up to do the pageant and she ends up reaching out to, um, a friend of mine and we all met two days before their pageant. And, um, we, uh, ended up having it and throwing it together in two days at, my friend's house in the backyard. So it was an outdoor space. So everyone felt comfortable. Um, and we were able to have it there. So that's how I met the lady who runs the pageant. Um, and then she just saw all the stuff that I do for the community. Um, she jumped on, I do, um, events for, um, a lavender farm out here. Um, and, I was doing their lavender festival this year and she reached out and she's like, can we do a lavender pageant? And I was like, sure. So they did a little like mini pageant at the festival. And then when it came time to start this um, pageant, she was like, I just feel like you are already doing everything. I feel like you're the perfect Mrs. Kern County. Like, please, please come do the pageant. I was like, I don't know. Like I have not done that forever. And, you know, I have a heart for ag. I've already said that. So she tells me, well, you know, that the Miss Kern County pageant started as a way to, for the farmers to celebrate the harvest. And I was like, oh, it did. Tell me more. And, <laughs> and so she hooked me with that. And I was like, okay. And then 
she's telling me all the cute outfits and I'm like, wow, I get to get dressed up like in fancy dresses and stuff. Like, okay, this could be fun. And, and I was just telling my husband, I was like, I really don't care if I win I at all. Like, I was like, I just, I'm excited to play dress up and like get to meet these girls who also, you know, want to do good things in the community. So like, it was kind of a, a really, um, like a full circle thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, then when it came time for the pageant, um, I went up there and they have their onstage question, which I was super nervous about, you know, speaking in front of 200 people, you don't know what they're going to ask you. And, um, he asked to me what I, what was my favorite thing about the Miss Kern County pageant so far? And without even thinking, I was like, my favorite thing is meeting all the girls that I've met and they're all just so wonderful and they have a heart for the community. And I just love meeting other people with a heart for the community. And like, I watched the replay of that and I was like, wow, like I didn't even think about that. That was so like genuine. I was like, that's what made me win right there. <laughs> you know, like, like it was just that quick answer and like just right away, like I just genuinely like love people who love the community, who just want to give people who aren't greedy, who don't, you know, have, okay. Um, Sorry, my phone's going off like crazy. <laughs> so, and it messes up because you're on my iPad and it's like connected. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyways, so it was just a, a really great experience meeting those girls. And then when, um, when I was crowned, I didn't really know what that meant. And then we get our, our list of events for the week. and. Um, one of the events was, um, and I did a post on this, you may have saw it, um, was this thing from our, our Kiwani, I think you say Kiwani's club, and they do um, a shopping spree every year for uh, less fortunate children, where they give them, um, this year it was $150 um, to go shopping. And I got to be the like shopper with the kid this year, right? Well, when I was 10 years old, I was a recipient of that shopping spree. Oh and my gosh. So when she, I'm going to cry right now too. So when she like sent that and she was like, this is our event for Saturday morning. You got to be there at 6am. I just read it. And I was like sitting next to my husband. I was like, like tears just start coming, you know? And and he's like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I wanted to call her and just be like, is this what I think it is? You know? And, and she told me, yeah, I was just bawling. Like, I was like, this is, this is just, I have to be there. You know, like I have to come and I have to do that. Like, and so that was amazing. That was my first event with as Mrs. Kern County and um just taking the little girl and just seeing her get excited about being able to pick out her own clothes and you know she doesn't she doesn't have that you know like yeah. it, it's not like that and so 
it was a really beautiful experience. And then later that day, um, I got to, and this is why I feel like it's such a God thing. Later that same day, we were working the Toys for Tots distribution, which I also had received when I was 13 years old. And I went to this, um, like we were the first ones. My mom had five kids. I was the oldest. And we went and camped out in front. Like we got there like the day before and we were the first ones in line. So the news comes and they interview the first person in line. And, and I was so embarrassed because that Monday after all the kids, I was in gate and honors classes. I've always been really good with schoolwork and all the kids in my class who, you know, came in with their new shoes and their new, or we were Adidas jackets that yep, year. Yep. You know, you remember <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> so everyone comes in with all of that stuff. And I'm over here like, yeah, we got toys for tots. And now you guys all saw me on the news. Like I, I was embarrassed, you know, but like, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have had a Christmas. So like, I was really thankful. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of my life, I think, I think this is where the people pleasing came from so much was I really felt like I owed everyone in the mm. community. And that's probably where my heart for the community comes from, right? Because they were the ones that gave me Christmas. And I realized that I was the oldest of five kids. So I saw the bikes, the scooters that we all got because of the generous people in our community. And that for a long time, I, I carried that shame, you know, with me. And I just wanted to feel like I wasn't indebted to everyone. And so this experience with the pageant led me to, I mean, this is just recently, right? Like this is like two weeks ago. And it led me to a point where like I took my kids with me to the Toys for Tots distribution where they're on the other side, you know, like they're getting the cards with the ages of the kids. And then we go and pick out the presents for them. Like they got to do that. And so it was really like a whole full circle thing that happened because I went back to that childhood dream of wanting to be a model and be in pageants, you know, and even though it took that push and it wasn't something that I went and sought out it was something that God led to me. Um, I feel that he really wanted me to go through that. And I feel very excited for 2022. And I know we're not supposed to say that because <laughs> we're going to go tiptoeing in. <laughs> but I'm very excited to see what God's plans are now that he helped me to get rid of that shame. Like I was able to share that story. He helped me to get past the the feeling that I have that I'm indebted to society now I feel like you know I'm, I'm cool with everyone you know like our mayor was at our church yesterday and I like went up and shook her hand and like that was just like something that was you know I'm like wow like I'm really I'm not that little girl anymore mm. you know and and I don't have to be ashamed of what was going on at that point in my life anymore yeah. So I'm very appreciative of the pageant and um, doing it and just going like, 
like, well, I guess, yeah, I'll do it. I want to play dress up. And I've already got to, because I wanted to play dress up again, like I did when I was little, I got to really um, release all of that feelings that I had. That is so incredibly beautiful. I'm over here, like I have chills. I have like, oh my gosh, like all of the things. How amazing, like it just came full circle for you. Like everything just came circled back around and you were able to see like just where God was really working in your life and in in a bigger way than you probably thought, you know, just a, a couple of months ago. Like just the way that, it all comes back full circle into this beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you for sharing that. That was such a, oh, thank you for allowing me to share it. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I mean, you're doing such amazing things and your story is impacting so many people and the way you show up is amazing. Like I love the way that you show up. I love watching your journey and I see so much growth and I cannot wait to see, I can't wait to see what 2022 has for you. Yes. yes. You know what? We're going to be excited about 2022. <laughs> no matter what anyone says. Yeah. Let's just go in and bust down the door. We're not doing yes. so like We're ready for it. <laughs> we made it through the last two years, 2022. We've got you. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. So much holly where can people find you because i know they're gonna need to follow you they're gonna want to follow you so where can they find you um well i i have um the two business instagram pages the um coots family farms um and the busy bee personal services that's where i do my party planning and the um foster not foster (laughs) the foreign exchange student (laughs) um and um, then there's, of course, my my uh, Holly Instagram, and that's where I kind of share the inspirational stuff and my journey and who I am. And I love it. I love it. I'll make sure that we link that stuff up in the show notes. Is there anything else on your heart you want to share before we go? Everybody should have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> show you how we should all be be happy every day that's the truth that is absolutely (laughs) the truth for sure oh my gosh oh holly thank you again so much for coming on sharing your light and just your joy and energy it's just so good to be in your space thank you for having me Uh, i know that you love this episode so make sure you reach out to holly she would love to hear like what you took away from this episode same with me and sending you ladies all the love and light. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.